Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. It's a very hot episode with John Rambo and sexy phone calls. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me, via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Woo! How's everybody doing tonight? Tip top, Matt. Just fine. I enjoy every moment of it. Uh, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to dip into the old transmissions database. <laughs> oh, I love when we dip into the transmissions database. I love when we do it because we do it so frequently, and I definitely know what you're doing. <laughs> I certainly didn't mean mailbag, the thing we've actually done. Nope. nope. Database. Hi, if this is your first time joining us, your nose is bleeding. I'm sorry. <laughs> What we do around here is we watch anthology horror. That's a different, quote-unquote, spooky story every week. We've been doing it for a while, so sometimes people write us. Let's read some of the things that people have written to us in a section we call the Transmissions Mailbag. Database. So, uh, because it was the first episode in a while, a lot of people uh, were saying... They missed us, and that was very sweet. Adam, it was so nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, Adam Claver uh, chimed in. He was like, glad you guys are doing well. I was getting worried. Uh, uh, I understand. Uh, Alex Harkovitz, nice to talk to you. And he said, yes, that there was a new episode. <laughs> Chad Rock said, welcome back. It is nice to be back. Ross Smith, so sweet. All caps. I missed you so much. Oh, Ross, thanks, buddy. We missed you, Ross. And Michael Watkins, commenting on the episode of which I don't think any of us are going to remember, one in the Scarecrow, question mark? <laughs> good to hear you all. Hope your holidays were good. Uh, we oh, hope thanks. yours are going great as well, Michael. I hope uh, you and yours are doing phenomenally, staying healthy, uh, doing what you need to do this holiday season. Let's close up that mailbag. Let's get down to it. Today, we watched an episode. <laughs> Boy, did we watch the hell out of this episode. This was an episode that got in your face and was like, oh, what do you, you think you're going to not watch me? You think you're going to kind of fuck around on your phone while I'm happening? <laughs> Let me throw the most bananas shit at you. We watched Monsters Season 3, Episode 9, The Young and the Headless. 
it is customary around these parts that we guess what the episode's about based on title alone. Jen, do you want to go first? I think I'd like to. That'd be great. Uh, The Young and the Headless. A group of Grateful Dead enthusiasts travel the globe on the road with Jerry Garcia's ghost solving mysteries. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Uh, I'll I'll go next, Matt. If that's right. you were you were done, right, Jen? Yes, I was. Yeah, okay. it sort of ended right. abruptly because I got tired. <laughs> okay, uh, the young and the headless, the legend of Percival Sears, a story about a grip that was decapitated in a set construction mishap, was told to every new addition to the cast of the long-running soap opera The Sun Rises. It's typical light hazing. It was all in good fun until Jennifer Meadows, the new cast member psychic and unbeknownst distant relative to Percival walked through the hallowed halls of studio seven F and was shown the true nature of the sun rises and the reason why the cast hasn't seemed to age in decades. Ooh. Matt. The young and the headless. When an aged headless horseman realizes he has a headless son, it's (laughs) It's up to him to show him how to go to the dance with Ichabod Crane's daughter. Oh, Matt. Oh, oh, that was awesome. Chef's kiss. I would literally love to see that. Oh, Oh, so would I. That would be so great. I can't remember the last time I met this as much as I do right now, but unfortunately... None of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, hit us up with them, sweet deets. Uh, all right, guys. We watched season three. Now three. Watched season three. <laughs> Episode nine. You were pulling Taffy. And I, I was like, I just said why? season three, episode nine. I was barely listening. And why won't my tabs on Chrome change? Musical guest. Musical uh, guest. <laughs> Tab change. Uh, musical guest. No, Jesus Christ. No, season three, episode nine. The Young and the Headless. The Young and the Headless. We, we do this thing around here called the Dark Side Cast. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's see. This episode aired November 25th, 1990. Mm, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Here's the description from IMDb. Hi, Jealous wheelchair-bound Edward takes his wife Victoria's long-lost alpha male ex, Hunk, who suddenly came back to her, out of the picture for good. Being scientists, the two use microchips that mimic the human mind to rebuild Hunk. Perfect. What a... Uh, This episode was directed by Tom Abrams. Tom Abrams has three directing credits, and... Two of his directing credits, uh, well, so he directed a short film that won the uh, Palme d'Or, or I'm sorry, he was the nominee for the Palme d'Or. He, uh, and then another short that won the Montreal Film Festival Grand Prize. Uh, Then this episode, the end. Uh, What? Directing. Career opener, career closer. Well, no, I was going to say, when you hit the pinnacle, there's only, you know, only 
down, right? Yeah. So you yeah, stop so. and you're on top. Yeah. Um, he also is a writer, uh, not of this episode, but he is an Emmy award-winning writer, shares an Emmy for writing of uh, the Rugrats, or Rugrats, rather. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this episode was written by Peg Holler and Bob Schneider, who we've uh, had episodes recently. They wrote five episodes of this season. They did Parents from Space, Rerun, Jars, uh, and then most recently, uh, Small Blessings, the one with the demon baby with Julie Brown and Kevin Nealon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, this episode stars Karen Valentine as Victoria. Uh, Karen Valentine was a... a fairly popular soap actress and uh, made regular appearances on Hollywood Squares. Uh, George Reinhold was also a, uh, a long-term uh, soap opera staple. He was on Another World. He was on like 600-some episodes of One Life to Live. And then he was also on a show, a soap in that ran it uh, started in the 50s called Secret Storm. And that show was on for 20 years. <laughs> it's crazy that there are like all of these, I don't know, it's just weird. Um, and then uh, Hunk was played by uh, John Schiappa. Let's say John Schiappa. I think that's how you would say it. Uh, he's had a handful of TV roles, but he was a, a very nice gentleman. Uh, that's it. That's your cast. That's your crew. That's your facts. That's your Hollywood facts. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, my crispy critters, my favorite. Oh. Oh, look. It's my favorite show. Let's watch it. <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Ah, uh, the door from the monster swings wide open. And we are in chaos. Like, we are in chaos. As it starts. Oh, are we? I I made it 15 seconds into this episode before I had Ted pause it. Because it, this was, we were in Nosebleed City, USA. Dude. It's, it's uh, two people in surgical masks talking over what we can only presume is, you know, a, a patient. Uh, blood keeps squirting. Um... Which is great. They're, yeah, they're they're talking about how she is performing an operation that is a complete microchip replacement of the cerebellum. Uh, and then, geez, I think I think she says something about how he was brilliant, and he said, "Well, the New New England Journal of Medicine called me mad," and she said, "Well, no, they called you morally bankrupt, but you know." <laughs> I, I was so confused as to what was happening because it does it throws you in a, the deep end, and it's like this is a very good haunted exposition dump. Yeah, I mean it's very tactfully done, so it doesn't take too long to catch up. But um, 
once they say that, it is like a hard cut yeah. to a room. Like no explanation as to what you were what they were operating on, what happened. It's now a hard cut to a room with an x ray of a chicken. Yeah, and and a woman with her head asleep on a desk. And I thought So I'm like, who is this? Well yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also thinking, oh, this woman is just dreaming this. I thought we had just seen a dream sequence. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Well, so I, I was thinking maybe this was a, like um, like a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. And we were, we were going to find out, like, why is this woman, Sarah Bellum, being replaced by a microchip? Uh, but instead, we get nothing. I always, uh, I always click on that clickbait every single time. <laughs> oh, doctors don't want you to know about this. No, this woman, Sarah Bellum, being replaced for this one reason. <laughs> doctors hate that the cerebellum was replaced and then it's just a picture of like a melted the inside of a kumquat <laughs> it, it, it's just like one of those tide pods with water on it <laughs> yeah yeah or uh, or it's like uh number one gut surgeon tells you how to completely empty your bowels do this every morning eggs and it is just... ice <laughs> Or boiled lemons, yeah. <laughs> this doctor can't can't wait to make you shit. <laughs> well, I can't wait to tell you what happens next. Oh yeah, um, the most racist sound cue I've heard in a while. Oh, I I wrote oh shit island rhythms because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the music starts, and I was like, "Uh-oh, how racist is this going to get?" Oh, um, I was I was terrified because we I didn't see I, the first time that you see the character we're about to be introduced to. It's in shadow, yeah, so it's I'm in like, silhouette. I am like, "Oh no," because if this is like the if it could have gone one of two ways, whereas just the classic monsters. Hey, let's just be casually racist and. And get Jar Jar Binks in here, or, <laughs> or it, it it could be um, just a white guy in a fake patois being yeah. like, "Oh, welcome to the <laughs> islands," which would be a nightmare. But they went another route that I was not expecting. John no, I was, Rambo. Yeah, I was not expecting this at all. I I described him as GI Fabio. <laughs> That is brilliant. Yeah, that is that is spot on. Yeah. Yeah, they went full deer hunter John Rambo on you. Yeah. Yeah, you've got G.I. Fabio. He comes in, and the woman's uh, head is on the desk, and he put his hand on her shoulder, and one <laughs> of the one of the hands has a skull and heart with crossbones, and the other hand has a mom sailor tattoo. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't watch the app, guys. And, no, uh, I didn't. She, he puts it, and she is like, mm, mm, Did we say that this is a sexy episode yet? If we haven't. We God, may not have. Get your boners. Yeah, we, sh- we should. We should We should have a disclaimer before this episode. Get your boners ready, because ba ba Get those kids boom. out of the room, okay? This one's just for you. <laughs> 
get the kids a frozen pizza. <laughs> Make them heat it up with lighters. <laughs> We're talking about a sexy app. This episode is now that actually let me take the hyperbole out of it. This episode has straight raw dog in it. <laughs> yes, it does. I was ready for anything except what she says so to she. him. Yeah, she was ready for anything. Yeah. She turns around and basically says, I didn't know I was this horny. Hunk, you're dead. <laughs> uh, so this is her ex-husband? Well, I, I don't know if they ever got divorced because I, I think that she, she presumed filed, Yeah, she, she just assumed he was dead. So, you know, it's it's you don't need to get divorced then. Yeah. Uh, so apparently uh, what had happened is he was fighting in a war and both sides wanted him dead. So when they shot his plane down, he just jumped out and let everybody think he was dead. And, and this then, is where quote we unquote, Indians got me out of there. You gotta yeah. love fun, loving, naked people. Yeah, who worship you like a god. Ugh. The, you know, I wrote I back I, off, hunk. Remember when I said, uh, you know, that I thought it was going to get immediately racist? Well, no, it was just it was racism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like one of those uh, fuses that takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a soldier of fortune. So, so he's been hiding for seven years, and then they. I, this episode is very. It is a a soap opera parody, basically. It's a, but it's actually it's one of the few that is really well done, and I think it sort of explains why all the the actors I they got feel are, like we're saying this a lot. Lately. Yeah, monsters mm-hmm. in the back half is bringing the camp. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. great. And it's bringing it's what it, it well. Should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they've got good actors doing it. These two actors, they got two yeah. very seasoned soap opera actors coming in to do this. Uh, Karen Valentine is great in this. So they have, you know, a very torrid, you know, I hate you, but I love you, but I hate you, but uh, she, and she lands finally in the, the boning camp. So she jumps him and they are just getting set to bone. Oh, God, I think he says, let your body do the talking, which. So before we go forward here, we got to address the elephant in the room. When the fuck did these guys get married? Because this looks like his grandma wife. Like she is (laughs) markedly older than him. Yeah, yeah. Like he he looks young. Let's... I would, I would, I would say Check that he pieces. looks like he was late twenties, early thirties. Okay, let's see. So Karen... if it was seven years, you know, it would. It Karen would make Valentine sense. was born in forty-seven, and John Schiappa was born in. Uh, oh, he was born in unknown. <laughs> I think it starts with a six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does look. Uh... It, it, if that's him after seven years is my point. He <laughs> still looks like a baby. And like it's... a Captain America. He goes in, you know, like, 
90-pound weakling. She's staying there, pussy withering. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting ravaged by age. And here he is, hopped up on super soldier serum. And he... He's ready to put some work on that pelvis. And she's like, please, I just had my hip replaced. (laughs) Luckily, they didn't didn't do the deed because they were stopped. Um, When this happened, I lost my mind. Yeah, I I laughed out loud. And and Tati was like, huh? And I was like, don't, I'm not going to rewind it. I wrote, what the fuck is happening? Because a bird flies into the room. And he kills kills it with a knife. And he pulls out a knife without missing a beat, throws it, and sticks a parrot to the wall. A headless parrot. Okay, number one, he's a soldier of fortune. So, of course, he's going to, he's got cat-like reflexes. Number two. That was more of a bird-like pinata. Like, it was huge. I have I have a cat toy like this that it's like a bird, and if you, like, pull the string, it makes, like, a bird noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, cats love it. Uh, I It looked suspiciously like this headless bird. The the head is is gone and it is it's got just like a metal chimney cap on there basically. It, it, the, when this you, is uh, such an amazing visual. The, this visual, I, I'll see if I can make it the screen cap for this episode. The my favorite thing at this moment is realizing the operation that we saw at the beginning was for this bird. And this this pair of doctors are awash in blood. (laughs) How did this bird live? No bird has that much blood. (laughs) Maybe like like an ostrich or something. There's there's a moment where it's like they hit a carotid artery and it splashes blood on a mask. Yeah. I don't... No bird... Of that size <laughs> is really doing much splashing. Well, what happened, Matt, was she was carrying her babies, so they had to cut. <laughs> they had to cut <laughs> away all of her, all of her sweet bird children. Oh. And I, that's where a lot. Oh, okay, that's where a lot of blood well, came. Oh, what you don't know is that <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, is that their fetish <laughs> is having bird blood sprayed in their face, so they actually have a trough where the blood collects. And then it random points and he shoots it at their masks. Yeah, that. Yeah, it was a little, huh? Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, uh, it doesn't take long for uh, us to realize that that is an act break. An act break. Because yeah. you can't follow that except for a commercial for a sex line. <laughs> so we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. I think we need a commercial for a sex line. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, th- weren't they called party lines? I think so, yeah. You've got a poop. <laughs> That's my party line. You want somebody to, you've got a poop, but you also want to masturbate. <laughs> 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 
Don't um, you don't you want somebody to talk to you sexy while you're taking a dump? Isn't is there somebody else I can talk to? <laughs> no. My name's Judy, and I'm here to get you through your turds and turn you on. I I pooped this morning, so if there's yeah, a woman... Yeah, okay, but also keep going with that. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all done for now. I didn't... I had a, I had a really all, light lunch. Well, I'm almost done, too. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Did you just come poop? I do both at the same time. I'm a magic. What? I'm a magic. <laughs> you sure this is not the script? Boyo, <laughs> boyo. <laughs> Do you like to have oatmeal for breakfast? See the hottest girls eating the hottest oatmeal at one nine hundred oatmeal. Join the party. Just call one eight hundred seven four seven girl and trade exciting, exotic voicemail messages with some of the most beautiful women in the world. Where are the girls of paradise? And here's where your fantasies begin. Just pick up the phone. And we'll meet you in paradise. Don't wait. Call now. I l- this is how dumb men are. It's just like 1-900-367-GIRL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing to Just girl. Oh, perfect. That's who I would like to talk to. One nine hundred want it. <laughs> yeah, one nine hundred got tits. Got one nine hundred want it. <laughs> Big tits, B I G T I T S. Perfect. 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 Oh, if only we would have been there in the eighties. Oh have... God, we would have made it to the time machine. It's me, Jewy. You ready to dump? <laughs> Different number. I yeah, I work multiple lines. I and can't, just I like can't. I have multiple toilets in my house. I I have two toilets. I don't think that's why am I, I doing need. this Look, bit I, that is uh, from the play? I'm gonna be cutting that earlier bit. Keep it all. Keep it all. <laughs> I guess I have to keep it all. Damn it! So. I'll figure it out. I have never in my life called a 1-900 number. I have never done it either. I learned my lesson by watching uh, that episode of uh, Growing Pains where Ben calls the sex line and like runs up a $1,000 bill or whatever. Uh, my friends and I called one once from a payphone because we just wanted to see like, and I don't think we ever got through like the menu system before we ran out of quarters. <laughs> But it was still so fun. What was, what was the line? Uh, I think it was just one nine hundred hot sex. Nice. Yeah. The hottest sex a nine hundred number can be. I love how every girl that talks, every woman that talks, every independent female. <laughs> 
on on those lines and those commercials always sounds like they just ran a bit <laughs> and they have to be quiet. Yeah. Hi. Oh, uh, me. I was in the shower and my grandma can't know I'm on the phone. <laughs> Let's get on that toilet. God damn it. <laughs> it's me, Judy. I'm whispering, but my bottom makes so much noise. Okay, I just can I talk to your manager or something? I, I don't know sure. if this is okay. Sure, let me get my manager on the phone. Thanks. Hey, this is Dave from, uh, yeah, how can I help? Uh, Dave, hey, uh, uh, your, your girl, Judy. Best in the business, right? Love her. I get, I take 10 of these a day. People complimenting Judy. I'm ready. Give it to me. I, I actually, uh, I was just calling for a regular conversation. Uh, shy pooper, huh? I get it. No, I, get I don't it. need to. I get, no, I get I 150 of you a day. So. No, I'm, I am fine. <laughs> I just wanted... so in this world. <laughs> <laughs> 10 people. Love what Judy does. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, so uh, much so. But one hundred and fifty, but one hundred and fifty of them don't want anything to do with it. But yeah. their problem, <laughs> according to Dave, the, suit, the, <laughs> the manager, <laughs> they're all shy poopers. But ten of them are so good when they finish shitting and ejaculating. They have to go, oh god, it was great. Can I talk to your manager? I just want him to know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that also means that every single one has to talk to the manager. That also means every day Dave takes a minimum of 160 calls. He's a manager. You become a manager to not talk on the phone. Yeah. And, you know, he's got to have more gals than Judy. Judy keeps me busy. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Uh, anyway, I wanted to just uh, just have a regular conversation with a, a regular. I didn't want it to, you know, go that way that it did with with her. So, uh, I guess a regular. What are we doing right now? Oh, uh, but with a with a, a lady to, you know, have a just a, a regular, you know, a good time. Oh, okay. So I get it. I get it. I get it. Let me get one of my other girls. Just. Uh... I I so appreciate that. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yep. I mean, gee, I know. I that already the, spent the two dollars. You know. Yeah, well, I'll see you in two dollars. You know what I mean. By the way, do you want to talk to Freddie Freaker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, let's jam it. Let's scam it from here to <laughs> LA. <laughs> Good sploosh, sploosh. And scene. What a great bit of improv we just did. God. <laughs> I thought we'd be rusty being trapped in a room for nine months. Oh, no. In every improv scene, I stop it to make sure I examine the reality of the scene. <laughs> Look, I just want to make sure this is as funny as I think it is. Because I, uh, I really am quite delighted with this little world that we made here. <laughs> Out of nothing but imagination? Just, a, just our thoughts. Wow. All right. And we're back. Uh, scene or epi- uh, scene two, or yeah, I guess the middle of the. Uh, what is this called? I call it 
Well, Act first... two. Act, oh, Act you. two. Yeah. <laughs> Act two begins as Act one ended with a bird stuck to a wall, but now a man, <laughs> but now a man in a wheelchair enters the room, and I write, "What the fuck is happening?" Again? <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> And he, he demands to, well, not demands, he asks to be introduced to her beachcombing friend. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is Edward, and he's, uh, he's, I don't, stately? I don't know, prissy? This, this at this point, has a very Rocky Horror Picture Show vibe. Yes, totally! Because I was waiting for it to be like, Dr. Scott, Hunk, yeah. Vicky! <laughs> So I don't know if you guys noticed this part or not, but Edward is talking to a hunk as a hunk is like holding the, the dead bird or whatever. And he's talking about how that was five years work, five years of his life that just got killed by, by hunk throwing a knife at it. To be fair, if, I had devoted my life to five years of something. I wouldn't just let it fly around the room and shit everywhere. <laughs> As this is coming out of my mouth, I realize I have a child who I'll be devoting my life to, who will probably be shitting wherever the hell he wants. So t- take it all back. It's Judy. I, 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 I'm just ordering a pizza. Why are you... Uh, can I just... Do you work season? <laughs> Oh boy, Billy Hunk, Eddie Wheelchair. This is phenomenal. So Hunk, Hunk is explaining he wants Vicky back. He's going to get Vicky back. Uh, also, he calls people in wheelchairs useless. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, Hunk is sort of uh, there's some some verbal sparring. Hunk at one point says something like, "When you live in the jungle." You learn to either jump on it, eat it, or pick your teeth with it. Yeah, so if you can't jump on it, eat it, or pick your teeth with it, it's it's useless, essentially. Well, so here's how that comes to be. Uh, Vicky gets out of the room as soon as possible because she can't handle this much sexual tension. And can you really blame her? So uh, Eddie asks Hunk, what are you here for? And Hunk is like, here for Vicky. Yeah. You know, because I want to rail her with my Pacific Coast pipeline. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, bad idea. We're married. You know, you ain't, nothing ain't worth squat unless you can jump on it, eat it, pick your teeth with it. No relationships in the jungle, only hunger. This. <laughs> I think this is where I think this is where it goes to the uh, the the bedroom, right? Well, yeah, where we're about to have a, a tea ceremony. Yes. So uh, Vicky brings in the tea. Do I keep calling her Judy? No, Judy. Something else. Judy's the bit. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> uh, Vicky brings in the in coffee. I think a little espresso. Tea. I think I think it was tea. okay. Well, whatever it is, Hunk pours, like, the entire container of sugar in it because he likes it sweet. He likes his sugar. Right, right, uh, Vicky? You know. You know what I'm talking about, right? When I say sugar. Now the melodrama goes from, like, 10 to 20? Yeah. 
because they really do start playing soap opera music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I laughed when it goes to the bedroom and she throws herself on the bed. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. It was great. And this is the part where I say Vicky can get it because she mm-hmm. is a very beautiful woman. I like Vicky. <laughs> yeah, she seems nice. No, guys. I mean it. I'm building a time machine. Uh, <laughs> no, she's super cute. Yeah. Um, and so, Eddie's in the room with Vicky having a very intense conversation. And they're doing it so well because Eddie, they both have soap opera delivery. Where right. Eddie will say things like, you know, you might as well face it. You're addicted. You're right. I'm addicted to hunk. You know, throws herself on the bed. Yeah, he's uh, in my blood is, I think, what she yeah. said. I'm shriveling up like a banana peel. <laughs> so does he leave at this point? Does Edward, Eddie leave? Oh, yeah. I think he says, let me, let me check on him or something. I just, I, I know because I wrote, let me check the wires. Um, cause it sounded very similar to what he said and I enjoyed that. So. Yes. Eddie, Eddie goes out to talk to hunk and we're about to play a game called the old gun switcheroo. Oh, subtle <laughs> as a old gun switcheroo. Yes. This is the part where hunk says, I mentioned shriveling up like a banana peel, but actually it's at this part. Um, they lean in even harder and this is where hunk calls Eddie a cripple. And he's like, I am. Sometimes I think about leaving it all behind, ending it all. I'm just shriveling up like a banana peel. I have a gun. And, like, when Hunk hears this, he, he do not put this guy on your help list. Yeah. Do not oh, put this. Oh, now you're talking. He's, like, yes. he's so delighted when he mentions suicide. He Text Avery Wolf reacts to the thought of suicide. <laughs> oh, if you would do that, it would uh, be a ooga. lot. Easier. Thanks so much. Honk, honk. Yeah. Look, I would do it myself, but that would be murder. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks. Really, really taking a load off. Uh, so, uh, so uh, Edward brings out the gun. A non-loaded gun. An, un-gun, gun. an unloaded gun. And it is just a just standard, like, snub nose revolver. It is mm-hmm. yeah. obviously a prop. And then yes. when Hunk isn't looking, Eddie does a little switcheroo underneath his blanket. Well, so he gives him the gun, and he looks at it. He, uh, he, he takes it out. He makes sure it's not loaded, blah, 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 hands it back to him. That's when he turns around, and, and uh, Eddie does the switcheroo. switcheroo. And he and he says, "Hey, there's bullets in the other room. Could you go get them for me?" Uh, he says, uh, "Ammo, as you'd call it." Yes. That was a very strange line. Real, real pinky up. Yeah. You may call it ammo. Me? Why? I'd call it manumissioning, of course. <laughs> manumission. Yes. A Sam munitioning just isn't a Sam munitioning without the manumissioning taste of the manumitch. So now, uh, wow, Jen's nose squirted out more blood than seven dead chickens. And, and she just passed right out. 
just let now, her sleep. Eddie plays a game <laughs> called How Gun Work. Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you because you're so stupid. You don't even know how a gun works. Let me show you. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people like to put it here with the gun and some people like to put it here with the gun. Me, I put it right in my mouth. I'll just do that. And how do you pull the trigger exactly? Oh, it's real easy. You just squeeze and bang. Ah, bang, I'm dead. Poor hunk. He killed himself. And they didn't get married. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All of a sudden, Vicky so... runs in, and she's like, Oh, oh, well, this might actually be for the better. Well, hold on, because I, I actually laughed at this part because I thought it was actually funny uh, where Eddie goes like, yes, uh, when Hunk is on the ground. Uh, Vicky runs around the corner and was like, what was that? And he's like, oh, I I, I tried to stop him. And she was like, why? Uh, and he said, well, you know, uh, because he was she's like, no, no, no. Why did you try to stop him? He's a terrible person. <laughs> We're better off. Real. And uh, so, so Eddie's like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" And so they they tie a rope around uh, Hunk's feet, and then they use Eddie's wheelchair to drag him. Uh, and that is the end of the act. And we'll be back with more transmission from the dark side after this. Yeah, we'll be. Down through history, the devil has appeared in many different forms, tempting men with fantasies beyond their wildest dreams. But the damnedest thing he ever did was changing an ordinary Bradley Brinkman into a handsome, heroic, incredible hunk. What about my old body? Hunk, one hell of a fantasy. Rated PG. Starts Friday, March 6th at theaters everywhere. You know, uh, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world Bradley Brinkman was a hunk. A hunk. <laughs> what about my old body? <laughs> Shut <God>. up, hunk. <laughs> now go pleasure those women <laughs> in PG style. Yeah, you know, that was a hard PG, though, as I recall. You know, because it was, like, a lot of bikinis and stuff, and I think, like, you would see, like, a bikini fly off. I don't know. It was a long time ago, guys. I probably filled in some of the blanks myself. What do you mean? <laughs> What's that, Matt? What are, you, what are you talking about? We're talking about, we're talking about that you, uh, would just imagine that you saw titties. <laughs> it's, it's entirely oh, possible. Imagination titties are the best titties. Oh, God, they're just... Now I've seen so many titties. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all weird. They're terrible, terrible oh, titties. Well, you know, there is that moment. You you know, you, you reach a moment in your life where it's like, oh, yeah, ladies have to deal with them titties all the time. <laughs> yeah, to them, they're just, you know, they're boobs. <laughs> but to me... Okay, uh, and cut.
yeah, I don't think you're going to make the lottery commercial this year. <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing great on these 900 numbers, though. They love me. Oh, my God. Ah, well, I mean, I mean, the Michigan lottery, it's a little bit different, you know. Mm, We're cut well. from a different cloth. <laughs> all right and we're back now we're just spinning our wheels how yeah. many of our old bits can we read to make ourselves laugh oh excuse me how many bits can we steal from movies there you go uh this welcome back it's act three and what a beautiful beautiful scene to see hunk dragged across the floor and a pool of blood underneath them. This was great. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blood was was quite, uh, quite fresh. Uh, well, you know, the heat the heat was doing hunk no good. Yeah, no favor. So yeah, uh, Edward even says like we have to get him out of the heat. So they drag him back to the operating room. Um, in their bungalow. In their, uh, they just have an operating room in the, in the basement. basement. In their sectuarium. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they cut off. So they're the they're head. sawing stuff and and all that, and she says that there's so much they don't understand about the human nervous system, uh, and uh, uh, she says she says that I hope this isn't a mistake, and then you see um, Hunk's body walking through the house. Uh, and you see that Edward is controlling him with like a like a joystick and a keyboard. Yes. So and this is this is a great moment in Monsters history because obviously when you want to be cuckled by a headless butler, you gotta make sure he's shirtless. You gotta make sure he's shirtless and he's gotta be wearing those cuffs. Those uh, <laughs> those, those Chippendale cups. cups. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's our robo butler. I worked very hard on the tea pouring. And he's like <laughs> shaking this tea thing all over the place and then filling it up with sugar. And that's your first inkling that maybe oh, Hulk yeah. is still in there. Uh, and so uh, Vic says that she has a bad feeling about this. But don't worry, don't worry, Vicky. I'm going to make him dance against this green screen. Well, not before this he was... eggs her, though. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's oh, like, feminine intuition. Like, oh, was that feminine intuition? I thought you were a scientist. Um, and that is when he has Hunk Moonwalk do the swim and then the waltz. Uh, and the way he says you're... he wants to dance with her by proxy. By the way, your so, hair looks nice. First time you've done it in a while. I'll see you later. <laughs> Man. So they're waltzing. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, BPMs, click them up a little bit, please. Yeah. And I just write down, Eddie is looking for the setting for fingering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable, but don't worry. We're about to cut to the bedroom. Well, but not before we see uh, when when a hunk is uh, like when when he stops hunk, the body falls over, and it is such a fake looking torso. 
Oh God! I no, left. A so mannequin hard. falls over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think he basically says, "You're jealous of my new toy." I forget what she. And said. then she decides to go take a nap again. Because she's yeah, sleeping yeah. everywhere all the time. She's sleeping on the desk. She's taking naps in the bed. Science make me tired. Yeah. So right before it cuts to uh, her sleeping, you see Hunk's fists start to shake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he balls them up. Uh, like, then... I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Which, by the way, how does he know? He has no ears. No eyes. Yeah. No eyes. Well, he does have so, that science ring around his neck, so everything's expa- explained away um, with that. It did have, like, lights on it, so we don't know. Maybe those are, like, cameras and, and you know, mics or something. Let's say so he goes into her room and... Uh, Hunk goes in and he does that shoulder rub thing again. Yeah. And then... Uh, she wakes up and she's... Uh, yeah, go at it. Yeah. It's it's weird because she doesn't seem she just seems to really enjoy the shoulder shoulder massage. It's not like it would be coming from. It's not like she would be mistaking it for Edward because right. he is paralyzed, right, in the the wheelchair, so he wouldn't be getting over to the bed like that. Hunk being headless, <laughs> she re, like I love that she puts her hands up his body and then feels that he has no head and it's no like, head. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you remember when you took his head off? Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, 15 minutes ago as far as we know. Yeah, with a hacksaw. Yeah. But this is a this is a big smile on her face is the smile of content moment. Uh, she yeah. has decided she has, that Edward Edward sent him in as like a surrogate for yeah. uh for him. Yeah, and she engages in like a little bit of pillow talk. Uh, with, you know, what's essentially a corpse with a robot head. Uh, and that's when Edward comes in and, you know, he's yelling and... Yeah, they share a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, she gets fucked so good, she has to smoke. Oh, uh, those were the days, guys. You really shook so... something loose, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, Edward, Edward is shaking his fist at him and says, you're finished, Hunk. Uh, you're dead meat. And that is when Hunk, uh, <laughs> Hunk breaks his neck uh, like three times. Yeah, weird. I wrote I snap, snap, to... snap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she runs back into the room. Back and... into the strangling path. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he starts to choke her, and uh, she is saved by Deus Ex Seltzer Water, where there's just, for some reason, there's a bottle of seltzer bottle water. Of, like clown seltzer water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she sprays it on his head. It and you see well a couple have a card next smoke. to it that says, for spoofs and goofs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Make sure to so, aim at pants. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up dragging them both with Edward's wheelchair. Uh, we well, wait, wait, wait. So now, when she sprays the seltzer water at his at his science neck, he mm-hmm. shorts out. He hits the ground. 
she collapses as well and gives the camera a look that's like, it's a living. Yep. <laughs> Guess I'll have to do what you definitely know I'm going to do. Yeah, so cut to uh, Two her boys, sitting one on the hunk. couch. Yeah, cut to her sitting on the couch. We see Hunk behind her uh, giving her a massage, and then the camera pans up, and it is Edward. Edward's head, but doing this weird, like... He was, what was with what that? What was the weird neck jive dance he I, was doing? I don't know. It was so snake. weird, though. It's like a charred yeah. snake. <laughs> It's so like he weird. was saying, like, get it? Do you see that I'm I'm a different head? Do you get it? <laughs> do, you, do you get it? Do you guys do you get it? And that's the episode. That is, is the episode. Let us go to the writer's room. Uh, what uh, would you change about this episode, if anything? I think that I think that it works for what it is. Yeah, I, I let this one ride. I, I think it was uh, it was fun. It was. Yeah, was I don't really think I would I would have anything. Well. Yeah. I I I'm actually with you as well. I I like this episode. I feel like if you do anything, you clean up the top mm-hmm. with with um. You just clean up that top. Because, like, why are we in the operating room? Well, I know why we're here. We need to explain that we're brain surgeons that are implanting microchips to take over for all brain function. But it's like we go from there to that bedroom, and that was very disorienting. So I don't have the solution to that. But it's probably one more scene, just one more scene where they're washing up after the surgery being a success, and she goes, well, I'm going to call it a night, and we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, they need yeah, 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 I, I agree, I agree. Because at that point, from the surgery to her sleeping in, the, in their room, it would have seemed that time has elapsed, because that mm-hmm. parrot is flying all over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah, that parrot would have to recover and do therapy and training and all that. Exactly. So, put okay, put up a title card that says six months later. Anything to make that transition better would have made the episode overall better, in my book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jen, give us a scale. Oh God, uh, uh, this is such a new. Feature. I should see this coming. Um, a scale of one, one to ten uh, uh, impaled parrots. I was hoping you were going to say knifed birds. Oh, okay. Well, close. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, honestly, this is kind of an eight. I liked it a lot. Uh, I gave it a seven. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it a seven and a half. There it is. It's a seven and a half. Yeah. Must watch or highly recommended. Also highly recommended. Really recommended, yeah. Yeah, it's a little too campy and kooky to be a must-watch. Yeah, it's not a scary episode, but it's a fun episode. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it's a. It's a good. Uh, it's good anthology horror. Yeah. And I mean, that what higher praise do you need from right. the authority on anthology horror? 
four years <laughs> doing this, guys. We yeah. are the goddamn authority on anthology horror now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sean, please tell us everything you know about anthology horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, that's the episode. You're going to hear all the ways that you can get in contact with us in just a moment. You so, should. uh, and you should because we're here. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm just, time. I'm just staring at a computer screen 90% of my day. Yeah. And the other, the other 10% trying to get my daughter to sleep. <laughs> Someday. <sighs> Did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the dark side and on twitter at tftds pod email us at t from the dark side at gmail.com until next time try to enjoy the daylight